0: All right, what up? Welcome back. Hope you all had a good week, good weekend. If you're a Giants fan, probably didn't have a good weekend. Um, or you did. Maybe you want this team to tank. Maybe you want. This team to lose games. I get that. I get the whole process of tanking. Um, they're close to number one. They're, I believe, the number two pick in the draft right now. Cincinnati won, though, so they're inching towards that number one spot to get most likely that um, the defensive lineman Chase Young from Ohio State, who's excellent. I get that if you want this team to lose games. But regardless, uh, welcome back. Episode 12 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. I will lead Sports New York, and you lead Sports Radio Network. Um, as usual, going to be recapping the Giants-Packers game from this past Sunday, and what the Giants lost thirty-one to thirteen. Only have one little tidbit of news to talk about after that, um, and then actually, you know what? I'm going to do that first. I'm just going to say the tidbit of news, and then we'll talk about uh, the Giants-Packers game this past Sunday, and then preview the Giants-Eagles game next Monday night at Lincoln Financial Field um, in Philadelphia. So one little tidbit of news. Daniel Jones is fine. Everybody's just, everybody relax. Everybody calm down. Franchise quarterback of the future is fine. He twisted his ankle on a fourth down run in the game against the Packers. Reached forward, got the first down. Was able to move the chains on a fourth down and short and he twisted his ankle at the bottom of the pile, came out of the game. Um, Didn't come out of the game, but he went to the sideline after the drive was over, got checked out, went back into the game, finished the game, didn't miss any plays, didn't miss any drives or anything like that. He's fine. According to Pat Shermer, he's okay. He's good to go. Eli Manning is ready if Jones somehow isn't good to go for this Monday or anything like that, but it doesn't seem Jones will need to undergo any tests. He won't need to... uh, miss any time in practice or anything like that so the franchise quarterback is okay so everybody just relax he's fine all right that's the only news thing I had to talk about now on to the debacle uh, that that was the Giants hosting the Green Bay Packers at MetLife Stadium uh, Giants lost this game 31 to 13 this is kind of the score that I was actually thinking that kind of around the score that I was sort of predicting did not think the Giants are going to win this game. Packers, despite coming off a huge loss to the Niners um, the f- previous Sunday, uh, this Packers seems a good team. They have one of the best quarterbacks ever. I mean, and he's still looking like one of the best quarterbacks ever in my mind. I mean, at least in this game he did. So I, I didn't think the Giants are going to win this game at all. Um, but they actually did, it was a close game until the fourth quarter. There was 17-13 to 13 heading into the fourth quarter. Packers were leading. But it was just never a moment where you were like, yeah, the Giants could win this game. No matter how close it was. 17-10 to 10 at halftime, 17-13 to 13 heading into the fourth quarter, I believe. It just There was never a moment where you said, oh, the Giants actually could win this game. I, when I was watching it, I didn't think that. I thought the Packers were winning this game 100% through and through. Aaron Rodgers does two fourth-quarter touchdowns, four in total. Game over at that point. I mean, 31-13, to 13, you're not coming back 18 points in one quarter. It's just not – especially when you're, when you're the Giants. It's not happening. Um, and it was – Crazy, because you you hear this saying, no moral victories throughout this whole year, and this game was much of the same with that sort of phrase. They actually looked good besides the secondary. The Giants actually looked okay besides the secondary up until the second half. Yeah, well, there's two halves, so they didn't look good, really, overall. You can say, oh, Daniel Jones played well with the exception of three three throws that ended up in... Interceptions. Well, it was still three picks he threw. You could say, "Oh, Daniel Jones made some good plays. He made some good decisions." With the exception of three plays, well, it's still three interceptions. He ended up twenty for thirty-seven, two hundred forty yards, touchdown to Sterling Shepard, and uh, three picks. Um, I'm not going to talk about the play calling um, as I usually do, as usually have an issue with because it actually I don't think it was as bad as it's been. From at least my perspective, um, I liked how they used Saquon Barkley out out wide as a receiver in certain situations. That's what I've been asking for. That's what I've been asking. I've been asking for them to utilize his max his maximize his potential, not just use him in an inside zone run 25 times a game, or whatever it is, to actually put him out wide, have him run routes. They had him run slant, I believe, once or twice. That I like. That I I want this team. I want Pat Shermer and this offense to utilize his to maximize his potential as a playmaker. Um, I'm not going to talk about the play calling because I don't think it was as horrible as it's been. What I will talk about and I will complain about Pat Shermer, the coach we all know and love, is what he said in the post game. Here are some quotes. I'll start with the first one. I'll feel better when we win games. What do you mean? You have four left as head coach. If you don't see that you're going to be gone in four games, you're delusional. When we start winning, I'll feel better when we win games. What does that mean? Yeah, any coach who feels better when they win games. When is it going to happen? It's not going to happen under you. You're gonna be gone in a month. Black Monday is in a month. I'm recording this December 3rd. When's the final regular season games? Uh, when's that final Sunday, December 29th? So in December 30th is Black Monday. So in 27 days from when I'm recording this podcast, Pat Shermer is gonna be gone. At least a lot, a lot of fans hope he is. I'll feel better when we win games. What? Yeah, yeah, dude. You have four left to prove that, and that's probably not going to even be enough. You're what seven and twenty-one since. No, right? Five and eleven plus two and ten. Yeah, seven and twenty-one since you were hired. That's that's. I don't even want to talk about it. Next quote. Quote quote. Patch Schirmer said after the game. This is an historically young team. Who cares? Enough with the excuses. Why do you think you could just use that as an excuse every game for every time you lose? This is an historically young team. Okay. It's not the only young team in this league. And it seems every other team is making progress except for the Giants. Why why does why does an historically young team... Get to be an excuse for losing eight straight games. Why does it get to be an excuse for having third straight losing season for this franchise? Second under your regime. Why is it an excuse to not win a game since September? When the coaches start bringing out the excuses like that, they've lost it. They've lost the locker room. They've lost their respect. They've, they've run out of ideas for why they're not winning. Another quote kind of relates to the first one I said. At some point, we'll be good enough to win. When's that, dude? You got less than a month. You have less than a month till you're gone. At some point, we'll be good to win. That's just, yeah, at some point. Quote, unquote, some point. Why not next week? Why not right now? That's a bad thing to say. That is a horrible thing to say when you are when you've lost eight straight games. And then, final quote I'll bring up: They were talking about the media with Shermer after the game. We we're talking about Jones's turnovers again. He threw three picks. Um, Shermer said, "Quote unquote, they weren't fumbles. So what? So he's, if he throws eight picks, but he doesn't fumble. That's a win." That's a win for this quarterback and this coaching staff? They weren't fumbles. The fans and the writers and the viewers of this team weren't just concerned with his fumbles. Yes, fumbles were an issue, but that's not what they were mainly concerned about. They were mainly concerned about the overall aspect of him turning the ball over. Which Jones did three times in this game. So don't just say, oh, they weren't fumbles. Who cares whether it's an interception or a fumble? It's still giving the ball the other team, the, the the ball to the other team. It's not just the fumbles that are concerning. It's the overall aspect of him giving the ball to the other team, which he did three times. He throws eight picks. He doesn't fumble once. That's a win in your mind, Shermer. That's a win to you. That's ridiculous. That's that's just, I hate that quote. I hate all four of those quotes that I just said. It just, it, it just shows there's no progress being made that they just, they don't have a clue what's going on. This coaching staff does not have a clue. They got about, as I've said multiple times in the last couple minutes, got a month left, 27 days. At least, at least fans are hoping. I mean, who knows what the Giants will do. Maybe they'll give them another year. But I just, I don't understand, like, what, I don't understand why you would say stuff like that. At some point, we'll be good enough to win. I'll feel better when we win games. They weren't, I I, I don't, it's just, and the excuses about how it's a young team, I don't get it. I don't get it. They have, they're delusional. They have no idea what's going on. No clue. 27 days left to this coaching staff. Hopefully. 27 days. Oh, and how did it take this team long, this long, to play Julian Love? Now, Julian Love played because of the injured um, Jabril Peppers. Peppers has a transverse process fracture. Uh, he, I think he's going days So he initially was expected to miss one to three weeks, so he can mess up to two more games. So that would be. Um, this upcoming game against Philly, then the following game against Miami at home, he'd be back for the road game week 16 against Washington. Um, but who knows? Um, that's that was just the initial diagnosis. Was that he'd be out for three games, up to three games. So it's still unclear when exactly he's going to return. He could return next. He could return this week against Philly. He could return uh, n- not until next season. Who knows? But anyway, so that's the reason why Julian Love played. Um, at seven combined tackles, one forced fumble. He had a pick last week against Chicago when they when he replaced Peppers, who exited the game early. Why did it take this long for the coaching staff to play him? He obviously can play. He obviously can make plays. He's made one impact play in the last two games. I mean, not impact to the point where he forced a turnover, but he forced a fumble. And then picked a pass off last week against Trubisky in the Bears. Why did it take this long for this guy? He this guy was non-existent through the first ten games. Through the first ten games, he was non-existent, and now in the last two, he's they finally have played him, and he's making plays. I don't understand why they took this long to realize that this this dude can play, and to put him out there. I don't. He he's got to play more though. He's got to play more. He makes some plays. Uh, He does some good things. Um, Yeah, I think Julian Love should definitely play more. You should definitely see more time on the field as time progresses. Um, And then finally, this offensive line played a little bit better, allowed zero sacks, which is the best you can be in that department. Um, But it's still the consistency. The big thing with offensive lines and this offensive line specifically is consistently, and they're not consistent. This could be the start of something consistent. Maybe the last four games, the f- final four remaining games that this team has, they could be consistently good. Um, but, I mean, they, they allowed zero sacks. That's, how much better can you do in that department than allowing zero sacks against the uh, Green Bay Packers? So they, they got to start being consistent. I mean, I get, yeah, good for them. They played well um, when it comes to the passing game and not letting – the um, Packers defense get to Daniel Jones, but now it's got to start. This has got to be the start of something consistent. It's got to be the start of something great for weeks to come. So it's it, hopefully it starts. Hopefully it started this past Sunday against Green Bay, but nonetheless, giants are now two and 10 lost eight straight having won since September. Um, I get chasing the number one goal. It's kind of a depressing pick to have, but as I've said before, I get it. I understand it. What other goal could the Giants and their fans chase at this point? I know the Giants aren't going to tank, but what other goal can the fans chase at this point? They do indeed look like the worst team in the league. Cincinnati finally won a game on Sunday, beat the Jets, snapped their three game one streak. I think the Giants are the worst team in the league. I mean, record doesn't show that. Records show that they're the second worst team in the league. But I think overall, if they played, if they, if Cincinnati came to town, I think the Bengals would win. I think Andy Dalton, I think the secondary would make Andy Dalton look great, even though he's not great. That's why he got benched after starting out 0-8. I think they'd make Andy Dalton and the Bengals look good. And I don't think the Giants would beat them. I think the Giants team is the worst team in the league right now. I really do. But Cincinnati won on Sunday, Redskins won, the Dolphins won. So, yeah, I mean, the Giants are inching closer to that number one pick. They have the number two pick in the draft right now. Um, I still think if they have the number two pick, I still think they would take. They would be able to get Chase Young, which is what the goal is. Um, they need a pass rusher. They need an impact player on the defensive line um, or on the defense, period. Um, and I think if Cincinnati had the number one pick, I think they go quarterback. I think they draft a quarterback. They'd have Dalton maybe stay for one more year, kind of mentor him, and then I think then they would sort of make the switch uh, to whoever they draft a quarterback, maybe Joe Burrow. Don't think they draft Tua. I think Tua drops, especially with the injury. Um, so I I think if the Giants had the number two pick, I still think they get Chase Young. Um, but we'll see. That's not until April. That's in another four months, over four months. So figure it out when that time comes. But all right, moving on. Going to preview the Giants-Eagles game um, coming. So it's recording this podcast on Tuesday. It's going to be six um, six days from now. Uh, it's a Monday night game in Philadelphia. That should be great. Um, listen, I understand most fans, as I said A lot of fans want this team to lose games in hopes to get the number one pick. I get it. I understand that. But if there's one or essentially two games I would love to see this Giants team win all year or the rest of the year, it's against this Eagles team. I just love it. I would just love for them to come into Philadelphia at 2-10 and basically shatter the Eagles' playoff hopes. Eagles are struggling. They're 5-7. and seven. They lost three games in a row, but they're still just one game back of the 6-6 six and six Cowboys who are leading the division at this point. And the Giants don't really have much to play for. I mean, they're out of the playoffs already. So to see this Giants team beat this Eagles team twice and sort of shatter their playoff hopes would be great. I'd actually get more enjoyment out of that than the Giants getting the number one pick in the draft. I really would. I don't know why, I just, I think it's got to do with this fan base, Um, you know, them acting like they won the the Super Bowl once and acted like they just discovered fire, I I mean, I I saw this Giants team win two Super Bowls before I could even drive, so they got to relax, but anyway, I, I would just love to see this Giants team come in and win twice, um... But despite the Eagles struggling this, and despite the the fact that they've lost 3 games in a row, they're still playing for all the marbles because of course this this division sucks to this point where a 5 and 7 team is still competing for a division title. The Eagles are still playing for all the marbles, so I I, I don't really I don't think I'm going to endorse a, a Giants win again this coming month there this next Monday night. But I I just think they even though the Eagles are struggling, they're going to make this Eagles team look great and look, make them look a lot better than they've had. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but I'll get to my prediction in a little bit, but keys to the game for the Giants. Uh, The Eagles are 13th in the league with 118.8 rushing yards per game. Obviously with Jordan Howard and Mike Sanders. Um, That means that being said, the Giants front seven is going to have to step up and stop the run. I mean, they did this past Sunday against the Packers, Jamal Williams was your leading rusher and only had 41 yards on the ground on 10 carries. Stopping the run will absolutely be key to controlling this Eagles offense. And they have two good running backs. Jordan Howard and Mike Sanders are both good running backs. They're going to need to contain both of them. And it's going to be a tough job. But James Betcher, the defensive coordinator, and this front seven, fueled by Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, um, Alec Ogletree, these guys are going to have to step up, and they're going to have to stop the run. That's going to be a huge key in controlling this Eagles offense. There's no doubt about it. Um, the passing game for the Eagles isn't that great. 18th in the league, 223.6 yards per game. But this giant secondary is probably going to make Carson Wentz look like Joe Montana. They make every quarterback look like Joe Montana. It's that, that, that The secondary is struggling that much. They're going to have to put a few extra guys in the secondary um, with an inside linebacker probably running a quarterback spy. You know, if Wentz doesn't find anybody to throw to, you know he can run. You know he can scamper for a couple yards. You know, it's a first and 10. They drop back to pass. Can't find anybody. He runs her up the middle for a few yards. Not even more than a few yards. All of a sudden, it's second and three. And it's that much more of a manageable down for the Seagulls offense. They can't let that happen. They're going to need to have a couple extra guys in the secondary, clog up the, second, um, the holes in the secondary more than they've had, have someone running a QB spy up the middle. Maybe Alec Ogletree or David Mayo. They're going to need to control that aspect of the game where if Carson Wentz doesn't find anybody to throw to, he can just run the ball. They can't let that happen. They cannot let Carson Wentz do that because that's how, Carson's went. that's how Carson Wentz and this Eagles offense is going to beat them all game long. Um, and maybe try man coverage. I don't know. Try something. The secondary has nothing's worked for the secondary all year. The zone schemes that Betcher puts out obviously don't work. Someone's open on every play. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just do four touchdowns at, in the snow at MetLife against this giant secondary. Nothing is working. Try man coverage. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if it's if the zone schemes, aren't going to work. Try man. Do something. I mean, nothing's worked all year with the secondary. Maybe try suck Maybe try something different. That'll work. I don't know. I mean, I have nothing else to say at this point about the secondary. It's just—it's putrid. It's not improving at all. Um, they got to step up. They got to figure out something. They got to figure out a way to control control the tempo, um, control the Eagles' passing game, and maybe that's man coverage. Um, and whoever they have at slot corner needs to be per- needs to be perfect in this game because the slot corner spot has been struggling all year. I mean, they Grant Haley was playing not great at all. He lost the starting spot at the slot corner position. They put Corey Ballantyne in there, the rookie. Corey Ballantyne wasn't great at all against, he was actually very, very bad against Chicago. They took him out, put Grant Haley back in, and then Grant Haley was sucked again. Grant Haley was terrible against the Packers. Oh, I don't want to hear, oh, we made this play, he made that. No, he was, he was he, he was overall bad against the Packers. Whoever they've had in the slot corner spot all year has not played well at all. They need to figure it out with this position. They need to be perfect in this game, or else Carson Wentz is going to pick apart this defense. He's going to be targeting the slot corner all game long, and it's not going to be great at all for this secondary. Um, As far as the Eagles' defense, they're fourth in rushing. 91 yards allowed per game on the ground. This means the Giants have to utilize Barkley to his maximum potential again. No inside zone runs. It's not going to work against this front seven at all. Use him out, split wide in the passing game. Minimize the number of times you have to utilize a run with him between the tackles because it's not going to work most of the time against this Eagles front seven. This is a dominant front seven, um, obviously, top five in rush defense. An inside zone run is not going to work most of the time against this this Eagles defense. It's not going to happen. You've Gotta utilize Barkley in the passing game. Um, run run outside the tackles. Figure out a way to get past this front seven because inside zone runs is not going to be the way to defeat this Eagles run defense. It's not gonna. It's not going to happen if you're the Giants. Um, and they're struggling in pass defense. It, Sort of struggling. I mean, they're 18th in the league in pass defense, 241.7 yards allowed per game. Um, that means you, you have to get Daniel Jones throwing the ball early. Keep him throwing the ball early and often. Maintain, grow his confidence throughout the game when it comes to throwing the ball. This is going to be a tough game for him. Not going to lie. This is his first game at the Link, uh, at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, it's a primetime game. This Eagles crowd is going to be in full force. They're going to be hurling insults. Um, They're going to be screaming things at Daniel Jones when he comes through the tunnel. Uh, Maintain and grow Daniel Jones' confidence early on. If you do that, he should be fine. Um, Because whether whether Giants fans like it or not, whether the Giants like it or not, it's going to be a tough game for Jones mentally. Because it's Lincoln Financial Field. Um, it's not like Eli coming in and he's used to it because he does it once a year. And he has for 15 years. It's is Daniel Jones' first game against this Eagles team. Uh, it's a primetime game, Monday night game at the Link. Um, he's going to be hearing some things he doesn't want to hear from these fans. Uh, grow his confidence early. Get him throwing the ball early and often. Uh, he should be fine. Um, and as I said before, uh, I'm not endorsing the Giants win. Um, I don't know that they win this one. I think this Eagles team is going to come in with some confidence and uh, maybe not confidence because they've lost the last three, but they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. They know it's a must win game. They know it's a very winnable game for them, but the Giants usually seem to play the Eagles tough. I mean, a couple years ago when the Giants went uh, 3-13, and uh, they lost to the Eagles twice, but both were one possession games, I believe. Um, and then, Last year, I believe it was also a one possession game for the later, um, the game later on in the year. Not the game, the first game, the Thursday night game. They lost, I believe, thirty one to thirteen. I believe I gotta check that score, but yeah, the Giants usually play this Eagles team tough. At least they had in recent years. They haven't beat them since November, November of twenty sixteen, which was unreal. I mean. Such a long time. As I've said, I've I've written about this. There's a shoeing it's like a shoeing game. Yeah, so Eagles beat the Giants thirty-four to thirteen in the October game last year, and then they beat them. Eagles won again twenty-five to twenty-two in the November game. And then in twenty seventeen I want to say both were yeah so it was 27-24 Eagles in the September game 34 to 29 Eagles in the, in the December game. So the Giants usually play this Eagles team close. That's why I'm predicting a 24 to 17 final score Eagles win. But it's again it's one of those things where it's maybe the Giants play them tough but it's never it never seems like it's going to be a Giants victory. I mean I've written about this before. Whenever the Giants and whenever the Giants play the Eagles or Cowboys, it always seems like a shoe-in victory for the Cowboys and the Eagles. At least at, at least in the last couple of years. In 2016, I know they split they split the series with the Eagles. They beat the Cowboys twice, but since then it's, it's been a shoe-in victory for the Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys have won or yeah, Cowboys have won each of the last 6, I believe. Um and then the eagles have won the last four or no five eagles have la- eagles have won the last five cuz they won the final one the final meeting in 2016 so it's it's a shoe-in victory for the eagles and cowboys every time they face the giants and i just i don't think it really changes this time around even though i feel like the giants will play them tough cuz they usually do so yeah predicting a 24 to 17 final score in favor of the Eagles. But all right, that's all the time we have. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, again, my name is Ryan Honey. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Uh, Giants play next Monday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, next week, we'll talk about that game and preview the week 15 Giants and Dolphins game. But until then, I'm Ryan Honey, and thanks for listening.